Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Tummy Whisperer podcast. I'm your host, Renee Barish, with the lovely Janine. Look at shoulder shimmy. I thought it was really fascinating today. I didn't even know that we were on episode number 12, but we are on episode number 12. And of course, I have prepared for us the 12 days and ways to eat better and improve your digestion. So I just thought we'd give everybody some reminders of things they can do while we're approaching eating season, holiday season, and the things that people already know that they feel like they should do, but this is just a gentle reminder and things that you can try to step into. If it's just one thing or two things, you're going to improve on that. Do it for 12 days. Give yourself that 12-day mark and then add something else in if you can. So let's start off with the first thing. The first thing I have for ways to improve your digestion, improve your health, is trying to choose foods that are more closer to nature, not so much bagged, refined, processed stuff. Yes, you need a little cookie here and there. You need to have something sweet, but can you also have something sweet with a little square of chocolate and a half a banana? Or having what I like to have for a sweet snack is half a banana, some sunflower seed butter, and I want a little chocolate, some of those allergen-friendly, what is it, enjoy life chocolate chips. There's like barely anything in there so good. And that totally takes care of a craving. So things closer to nature, less refined. If you need something, find healthier things to put in your pie hole, right? Stuff with less ingredients on there. So that's number one. Number two, and I think I'm going to get shot for this. Everybody overly snacks and they talk about, and people say, eat more often to stabilize your blood sugar. That actually doesn't stabilize your blood sugar. That actually causes more roller coaster with your blood sugar. You really want to try to give your body a break in between meals. Ideally, it's four hours, but if you can do three, that's even better. So for those of you that eat breakfast in the morning, which I do, I have a little hard-boiled egg on a maybe a little like chickpea flour tortilla with some sprouts and a little like vegan cheese or something as an example. I'll have two of those and maybe a pear or something. And then that's anywhere between 7.30 and 9. And then I try to not have anything for three to four hours afterwards. The trouble is when you start having a little something, sometimes you can't stop. I'll just have a cookie. I'll just have a banana. I need some chips. Oh, I need some tea. Oh, now I want some mango. And you, right? Do you sound familiar? Yeah, I purposely, I only go grocery shopping once a week and I order my groceries online. So I don't go, because if I'm in the actual grocery store is when I'll start loading stuff in my cart that I don't like the accountability for me. It's helpful if I use an app like Instacart or Shant or whatnot, because otherwise it's like a free for all. Yes. Yes. And staying busy too. Not thinking about if the hunger strikes, what are you going to do? Being prepared for that. That also comes in line with trying to snack less, having, being prepared. That's like part two of part of number two. (laughs) And if you're going to choose to snack, definitely choose the lower sugar items. You don't want to just have fruit by itself. If you want like an apple, have some sunflower seed butter, some almond butter on there, something that's going to not bother you. I would choose fat for a snack over sugar or protein. So it could be seeds. It could be veggies and hummus. You like your meat sticks, leftover chicken bits in the refrigerator from last night's dinner. Those are great alternatives if you're home and if you're traveling around and you need something, just make sure something you can find something that's easy to open and going to be a a good uh, protein or fat snack for you so you don't dip and spike your blood sugar. And for the holidays too, really quick, they started selling chomps, which is like the organic, the grass-fed beef. Chomps, yes. Target. So like when you check out, 
like it's in that aisle. So like literally if you're shopping all day, you're running around it's the holiday season and you're like, what am I going to snack on? Like I was able to grab that and it was a way better, it was better than a Snickers bar. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, our, yeah, it's definitely better. Those are like high proteins. There's got, they have those paleo Valley things. Some of those things can be high in histamine too. So mm-hmm. watch it. You don't want to do too much of it, but if you need something quick and something to satisfy that craving, definitely don't go for a Snickers. It's just too sugary and too genetically engineered. They actually put on the label that we talked about this last time. They put on the Snickers label made with genetically modified ingredients. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Made with bioengineered ingredients. That's sexy. Who does that? Who's, who's going to eat that? Knowing that it's, I know one person, my husband was craving it the other day and just threw a bar. <laughs> he told me he had a Snickers. I'm like, honey, at least get a Hershey's bar if that's all they have at the gas station because it does not say made with bioengineered ingredients. Or like dark chocolate doesn't have all that other crap in it, right? Like right. pure dark, dark chocolate. chocolate. Even even if you can't get something at a gas station, you can get like an, a Hershey bar with almonds. It's not ideal, but it's better than a Snickers or anyway. Anyway, not promoting Hershey's. But <laughs> okay, number three, guys, chewing your food. And I could take my own advice. Everybody eats fast. Nobody takes time to chew their food because they waited too long to eat and they got to get it down the throat, right? So chewing, you don't have to count your chews where you're like, I'm going to chew 80 times, but <laughs> chewing your food till it's a paste and then down the hatch, taking your time, just chewing it, enjoying it, just putting some energy into really actually tasting it and not just getting it down so you can get the next mouthful in. So number three is chewing. Number four, water, not an overconsumption of water. I would say most people don't consume enough water, but Ideally, you like you want to drink your water in between your meals. You need water to make proper digestive juices, your hydrochloric acid and your chyme and your digestive stuff to break your food down. If you're dehydrated, you're not going to make enough hydrochloric acid and enough digestive juices, so you're going to have poor digestion. If you drink your water at mealtime, you can also dilute a little bit of your stomach acid. So if it's a choice of I only drink water at mealtimes, otherwise I'm not going to drink water, then fine drink your water, but be aware of trying to drink some water in between meals. I always have a little mug with me. I've got some chamomile tea in here right now, and I've sweetened it with maple syrup instead of honey. Honey's like way too sugary, and there's a lot of health benefits from honey, but and maple as well too. It just depends on what your palate calls for. So chewing, chewing, and water in between meals for proper HGL. All right, number five, and this is a big one, and this just doesn't have to do with the holidays, but really trying to manage your stress levels. I don't know that we all try to manage our stress levels. I think a lot of us are on autopilot and we're just going with the flow, right? Yeah, I see you smiling. Yep, mm-hmm, guilty. I wanted to freak out and do some. What? what do you mean stress? I don't know what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> what? Stress? What? Who has that? I don't know anybody that has that. But trying to at least manage it by doing something, whether you're taking a a deep breath in and just like going, okay, I'll just get to this in a minute. Pausing, just by pausing. Pausing can help manage your stress levels or find what works for you. Breathing, meditation, I've talked about that before. I use my Stop Breathing Think app for a two-minute breathing break right after a meal is ideal. Morning time, if you're crunched and trying to get everything done for the day, find a minute. Just make a minute to do it. Otherwise, your health is going to make a minute for you in a place that you don't want to be. Just saying. 
All right, movement. Number six, movement, walking, stretching, whatever floats your boat. Your movement could be something as simple as lymphatic breathing where you're just even raising up your arms, inhaling up, chin up and exhale and down. That's movement. You've actually opened up your rib cage. You've made room with your diaphragm. You've made room with your, for your stomach to actually break your food down. Those organs need room, guys. They need room to, to perform. So when they're all crunched in and you've got bad posture, you're all stressed and you're in the computer and you're like, oh my God, I'm in your what the? <laughs> Take a step back. Take a breath. Relax. Breathe. And move. You can move in your house. You don't have to get your shoes on and go out in the middle of winter. You can breathe at home. You can Unless you're in home. Florida where you're... Unless you're... I don't mean... Yeah. Sorry. She had, she had to rub it in her face, guys. I know. Sorry. <laughs> it's cold here, but not that bad. It's in the 40s today. But... Any kind of movement, anything. It doesn't have to be yoga. You don't have to be a yogi. It could just be raising your arms one at a time, whatever feels good. Putting some movement in there. It really does right. help, Renee. It really does for digestion. It's been a game changer for me. Just even after, because typically when I would eat, I would sit and just stay seated. Whereas mm -hmm. after you eat, that's when you need to at least stretch or have some kind of movement to where your diet. That's why people always would walk after a meal, like a light yes. walk. A light walk know? is very healthy. Yes, that or the breathing, even just raising your arms up. If you can't because you have shoulder issues, shrug your shoulders. Head up, relax, and exhale. So inhale, We're doing shoulders together. Up. Exhale, relax the shoulders. And it feels so good because it takes the tension out of your shoulders. Whatever you can do to stop all those brain synapses from locking you into, I got to get the dishes done. I got to get the dog walked. I got all the things and just give your body that break. Okay. Okay. Number seven. And I know it's going to be hard for some of you guys because who doesn't like a nice glass of wine, but limiting alcohol. I'm not saying not to have it. Oh, Janine just shot daggers. I mean, if you guys didn't see that, I'm just saying. For those no, I didn't. I, no? I swear. I feel good. Except last night I had two espresso martinis and I was out. I was done. Oh, yeah. Okay. And some of those martinis are so good. But again, I'm not saying don't. I'm saying limit. Don't have three. Have one and sip it slowly and enjoy it and not have one every day. It's, I'm telling you, alcohol embalms you. It turns into formaldehyde. It turns your, or it does. Alcohol turns into formaldehyde. So if you want to drink formaldehyde. Isn't that oh what they God. give you when you're dead? Yes. They embalm you with formaldehyde. That's so awesome. Oh, I have. So why? Yeah. So explain that to me a little bit. Why yeah. would how alcohol, how alcohol converts? Yeah. Yeah. There's a chemical compound of the breakdown of alcohol that turns formaldehyde, some of the constituents of formaldehyde. It's actually what a professor taught, told me one time that I believed That's disgusting. him. Anyway, I know. Again, a, half a glass of wine, fine. It's fermented, maybe okay. But choose wisely, guys, and limit. So we talked about alcohol. Number eight, limiting caffeine. Big one. I've been doing this, Janine, for coming up on 19 years. Now she gave me the daggers, guys. She's definitely eyeball rolling here. Can you see me? Her eyes are stuck up in, the, in her cranium here, top of her brain. Caffeine is one of those things that I've been, I hear the story for years. I do not drink coffee but because I can't tolerate the caffeine. But people say I need something I cannot get out of bed. I can't start my day. I need something to just wake me up. It's fine to have some, but limiting it. Now, if you're having two cups of coffee, have one. If you are a one cup a day, have a half. Do less. 
because the caffeine really does jack up the system. And if you need something to get you moving in the morning, then you're doing something wrong in the back end because you're not able to get out of bed in the morning. And it's causing it jack up the system because I'm a caff. I don't drink coffee anymore, but I use other forms of caffeine like in my like I'll drink Celsius. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a drug. It's not ideal. It messes with your neurotransmitters and it messes with your hormones. Caffeine can. Now, for some people, coffee can be beneficial. Like my husband does well with it and it can be protective, health protective, depending on if you've had genetic testing and how you know how you regulate caffeine and all that other yeah. stuff. It is just good to to regulate it and lower it because the caffeine, like I said, it, it's it spikes cortisol, causes hormonal destabilization, causes the feet fatigue on the on the back end or on the front end. You manage it and do less, and that way you give your adrenals a little chance to be healthier, so that you can have better sleep and wake up in the morning not feeling like you need four more hours of sleep and a whack in the head with a mallet to get yourself out of bed. I'm off my soapbox on caffeine, guys. Don't shoot the messenger. You guys already all know this anyway. This is not new news for for people who love their coffee. But what's so messed up is, and granted, I know what one of your, like the 12th one is going to be. Or mm-hmm. I will say that there's so much misinformation out there as to on one moment, they'll say to do this. On another moment, they'll say to do that. It's always they telling you this and that and the other. It's right. like, where, where's all this misinformation and what can you trust as far as, because I don't what trust you, the I mean, yeah, well, you and me, you, and me both. Oh, you do that, and I would worry about that. Listen, I'm down with OPP. I'm totally with you. I don't trust any of it either. And I will tell you that you have to be your you have to be your own advocate. The they is there to do whatever they do, sell you this, sell you that, turn your mind into whatever you want to turn to. You have to be your own advocate. You have to understand and do your own research and experiment in your own body to feel what's right. So. If they say something's good and you want to try it, I'm all for that. There's limitations. (laughs) We won't get political here. But, right, but being your best advocate. I'll tell you a quick story. I was on the phone with a client today who she had to take an antibiotic for a horrible E. coli infection that she had vaginally. And she was just struggling. And she did the antibiotic. She did well with it. And I just checked in on her to see how she was doing. And she said, not sure if I should start back on this product. What do you think? She says, I'm, I'm holding the bottle in my hand next to my stomach. What do you think? She asked me. I said, what do you think? She goes, I don't know. I said, get quiet and just ask yourself, hey, what do I feel like when I hold this bottle in my hand? Does it make me feel happy or does it make me feel like, no, I don't need it? And she's like, yeah, I just felt like I didn't need it. I said, then there's your answer. So that's what my point is. If you hear something and you want to try something, Get quiet first and check in with your intuitive self. Everybody has intuition. Everybody has their, that part of them, that kind of spidey sense that knows, right? That knows that either something's wrong or something's good. And if people tapped into that a little bit more, they could be a great advocate for themselves about what to try and what not to try. And then honoring yourself first for trying if you want to try something. It's not wrong to try something. And if it doesn't work for you, on to the next thing. Does that make sense? 100% it's listening to your intuition and how you feel and not just taking something to take it because someone told you to do it, but really right. feeling your body and understanding your body and everyone's so different and really knowing, hey, you know what? Probably shouldn't take this or maybe, and, hey, only you know your body. Just trusting your intuition. Right. Again, everybody's got their spidey sense. How many times have you heard, like, I don't like that person. I've never met him, but I just don't like him. 
whatever, horrible. That's not fair to that person, but it's your intuition, your voice, your intuitive side, letting you know, hey, good, or maybe not so good. So that's my answer for that. Okay, number nine, choosing foods rich in nutrients. Our soils are overly farmed. They're depleted. Choosing foods that have good minerals in them, trace minerals, vitamins, essentials that we need, fruits, vegetables. If you don't like fruits and vegetables, there's a reason why you don't like fruits and vegetables, and then it's time to supplement. But choosing nutrient-dense foods are helpful. And again, I made a post about this on Facebook. You've heard the word superfoods, right? It's all over. It's been all over. And I hate that word. It's like superfoods. It's so overly marketed. And get the superfood. Avoid anything that says superfood. Just if it says superfood, it means it's rich in something. But some of those superfoods are also high in oxalate or high in histamine and not ideal. So just something that's healthy from the earth, not from a package. I think that could be more helpful as well. We talked about water, and this could have been part two of water, but drinking your water room temperature or warmer. Room temperature or warmer. Ice water, not ideal for digestion, metabolism. You really want to have your temperature, your water room temperature or warmer. Number 11. Let's see, I switched the order of this. Yeah, don't watch the news. <laughs> no news. Don't watch the news while you're eating dinner, guys. Literally, it's just, it's so distracting and so unnerving. And don't watch anything that you don't like, really. And it will raise your cortisol and then you won't digest anything. Your cortisol and your blood pressure, and then you're aggravated, right? And this is, that's also part, this is number 12, the last thing, and they go together is making mealtime ceremonious. Make your meals a ceremony. My teacher, Dr. Loomis, always said that he said mealtime should be, and he also said to not watch the news, mealtime should be a ceremony. It should be time for you to be grateful for the food on your table that you're about to eat. Take some time to really, some people say a prayer before they eat. Some people just get quiet. Having just a minute of gratitude for thinking about the farmer that grew your food, how it got to your table, but had to go through several steps before it got to you and it didn't get there magically. So having some gratitude for the food that you're about to consume and having gratitude every day. It's important to have gratitude for many things, but having some gratitude, making mealtime a ceremony, I think is one of the biggest things you can do to help your body with better digestion. So just to reiterate, guys, I'll just go through them quickly so that you're like, wait, what was number six? Number one was start to remove processed foods. Try to eat foods that are closer to nature. Number two, try to snack less. And if you are going to snack, choose foods that are a little higher in fat and protein. Number three, chewing your food. Number four, water in between meals for proper hydrochloric acid production and stomach digestion. Number five, um, try to manage your stress levels by incorporating breathing or meditation or whatever you like to do to help manage your stress levels. If you don't know what to do, you can pick any app. You can go on YouTube. And we were just at a sound bowl healing last week, Mark, and it was amazing. And there's just a million different apps you can use for You can pick sound bowl meditation and you can get beautiful. I'm going to find it before we end here just so people can hear what sound bowl sounds like. In fact, hold on and then I'll finish the list. Sound bowl meditation. Yeah, here we go. According to Very Well Life, <laughs> also known as Sinian Bowls or Himalayan Bowls, yes. Tibetan Sinian Bowls um, are said to promote relaxation. Play them in a minute. Okay, so sorry about that, guys. Number six, movement, walking, stretching, some kind of movement for your body to help the energy flow, help you with digestion, get some blood circulating to your organs, to your digestion, so your body can break your food down more. 
Number seven, limiting alcohol. Number eight, limiting caffeine. Number nine, choosing foods that are rich in nutrients, not just filler foods. Number 10, room temperature or warmer water to drink. Never drink ice water ever. Only drink water that's room temperature or or warmer. And also I'm going to add a little bit to that. Adding a tiny little bit of salt or minerals to your water is very helpful. Some kind of mineral. I like the Redmond's salt or sea salt. Stay away from pink Himalayan salt. It's got a lot of heavy metals in it. So Redmond's, but adding a little bit of salt. And if you're worried about blood pressure, guys, it's not, it's blood pressure from other things, not necessarily too much salt. People are deficient in salt. So if you crave salt, you need it. So that's, and then don't watch the news while you're eating and making mealtime ceremonious and having some gratitude for your food, for how it got to you, taking a moment just to pause. And if you need some help doing that, I'm a visual person, but I also like to hear things, put on something to distract you. So you're not thinking about a fight you just had with a neighbor or a client or a spouse. So I found the singing bowls and I'm going to put this on so people can hear it. I just Googled it. I have singing bowl, a YouTube here, and you can hear what they sound like in just a second. So here we go. And it got stuck. <laughs> Hold on, guys. I love this because I really don't hear anything. Hold on. She's letting the bowls kind of go. See, look at you. You're, <laughs> you're all zen. That is just a singing bowl. I just Googled and that's what showed up. And there's also, here's a sound healing crystal bowls. Let me see. This one probably sounds a little bit different. So here we go. I love this. Isn't this great? It just brings your vibration into such peace. Everybody gets the idea. Janine is so little said. I don't know what I don't know what that modality does. And everyone has like healing modalities that work. They all seem to be helpful, right? Like alternative medicine, healing modalities, whatnot. But sound bowls just seem like if you're doing a sound bath, it just seems to hit me in the right spot where I just I'm like, putty. I'm like, yes, I'll do whatever you I'll do it up. It's like the, some feeling that when people would get a massage to relax them, that yes. would work for me because I'm too tense. But with the sound bath, I just, I go into my body. Yeah, sound is wonderful. It just down regulates your nervous system. It helps everything be in tune. It's vibrational therapy, right? And the sound translates down all the way through your central nervous system and just out through your everything. That's why it feels so good. But that's what I'm saying. For those of you, I can't meditate. I don't wish. I, I hear you. That's me. I'm not a big, I have to really force myself. But I put these sound bowls on and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally stoned. For sure. For sad. Yeah, so I, I'm glad we did this today. I wanted to just go through these with you guys. Hopefully they'll be helpful. So you can gravitate toward a couple of these things that kind of help increase your, you know, your, help decrease your stress levels and increase your health through this holiday season and for a long time after that too. We shouldn't just make holidays a time where we're trying to be healthier. This is an every day for the rest of your life for however long you're here. So as always, if everybody, anybody has any questions, you can always find me at thetummywhisperer.com. And Janine, you take the back part of the here because this is your jam. And thank you everybody for participating today. And we'll see you in two weeks. Yes, and please. Follow, share, subscribe to The Tummy Whisperer. We are on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, all the big ones. 
and leave a five-star review for Renee. She is unbelievable. Schedule a consultation with her. She has been instrumental in changing the way I process food in my own life. I've gone through her system. It is extremely helpful. I recommend her to anybody. Thank you, Janine. Take care, guys. We'll see you in two.